Life can be many things to many people. What do you want your life to be? In this exclusive Spotify podcast, discover the art of living with Gurudev. What is the difference between the mind and consciousness? Where is the mind and where is the consciousness? Well, uh, mind is just a wave of uh, the consciousness which is the very ocean. Yeah? Mind is a particular function of consciousness. You know, when we perceive through senses, we say this is the mind that perceives. I am looking at you. So, that which looks through the eyes, that which hears through the ears, that which smells the fragrance or foul smell, that which tastes, you know, that aspect of our uh, consciousness, which through the five senses, smell, taste, touch, sight, uh, you know, and taste, this, that we call mind. Yeah? Jonathan is asking, is being conscious and having consciousness the same thing? They are, it's just playing on words. It's a, two different things. Being conscious, uh, we attribute to being alert. Uh, being uh, not oblivious to the perceptual field, right? Perceptual arena. But consciousness is that which, uh, which is there, which can never be destroyed, which can never be changed. It's the summum bonum uh, of creation. Rima is asking, Gurudev, we can experience our mind as thoughts and feelings. How do we experience consciousness? The experiencer is the consciousness. Who is experiencing? That is consciousness. The waves are there. The waves cannot be there without the ocean. The ocean is consciousness and the waves are the perceptual ability, uh, thinking ability and all those various faculties that we experience in life. Uh, those, those are all just the fringe. Consciousness is the very basis. You cannot get out of the consciousness like, like you can't get out of the space. Can you get out of the space? Impossible. Even if you want, you can't get out of the space. Similarly, uh, you are in an ocean of consciousness. In fact, the entire existence is full of consciousness, is of consciousness. So you can't get out of it. And how do you experience it? When all other experience subdues, then what remains is the pure consciousness, which you call it Satori, you call it Nirvana, emptiness, Moksha, all the different names are attributed to it. Where you feel you are, yet you are not. <laughs> Namrata is asking, when I know I am not this mind, why am I still ruled by it? This is the first step towards being free from the grip of mind. First is you should know, oh, I'm not this. And then realizing it is gripping you. And third stage is being a witness to it. 
neither try to get out of it nor try to uh, indulge in it you know taking things as they are helps you to be a witness yeah that's a, that, that's the next step then you find that you know the things are happening like your mind is work like um, many times you sit and you say oh all these thoughts are coming in my my mind like thoughts imaginations they all hover around ideas come and go but you know you are not that right so that, that this is a stage in life when you are blossoming to towards your higher self these are stations that you pass through <laughs> sumapath from delhi university has asked it is said that celibacy can help expand our consciousness is this true gurudev celibacy happens it is more than a practice it is a happening when you are your consciousness is filled with bliss see when there is so much love and bliss in you then there is no feverishness and uh, wanting something huh? celibacy is a state of fulfillment and it is full of energy whereas uh, the, the sense pleasures in which you it is uh, where you spend energy when you want to be centered you need more um, more energy right more consciousness more focus you can see in your own life the day you have had great rest good rest and uh, full of energy then your mind is very sharp and the day you are um, tired or you are you have experienced um, various other stimuli then all that you want to do is just fall asleep right so if sex is taking you towards a deeper sleep then know that uh, you know your body is recuperating when your body is recuperated then you know it has lot of energy it's ready for action that is the time you also can um go little deep into the secret realms the mystic realms of your being yeah mary and many other college students have asked this question how do i stop my mind from constantly procrastinating and focus well i don't want to give you another technique and burden you with that what if you don't um, <laughs> if you don't do the technique and you procrastinate on the technique also huh never mind if you want to procrastinate okay go ahead see how long you can do it at some point you will wake up and say oh no more till then postpone everything as much as you can <laughs> you, you will see but the interesting thing is if you are upset if you are angry you don't want to postpone you don't want to procrastinate what do you procrastinate with all good things something creative you are, you will procrastinate you want to learn something you procrastinate uh, you want to clean up everything at home 
then you'll say, okay, no, I will do it tomorrow. But if you are hungry, do you procrastinate? No. If you are angry, do you procrastinate? No. Right? If you are hurt, if someone insults you, do you procrastinate to hurl them an insult back? No. Right? Just think about this. Nirbha is asking, what is stopping us from getting in touch with our own consciousness? And how do we overcome it? Say that again. What is stopping us from getting in touch with our own consciousness? And becoming one with it? And how do we overcome this? Yeah, it is just lack of awareness. You don't have to do anything to be to realize you are part of the universal consciousness. In fact, this is the, the crux of the issue is that you don't need to do anything, just drop everything, including wanting to do something uh, has to be dropped. When you drop all that, uh, that you are craving and all that you are averse to and you relax, you are right there. My dear, you are in your goal anyway. You are already there. You simply have to let go and let be. Yeah? That's when meditation will come to you um, as a big, big help. Meditation is the biggest tool here, the, the most effective tool for you to be who you really are. Hmm? Daniel is asking, what happens to our mind and consciousness when we die? Have you studied physics? Do you know law of thermodynamics? Huh? Energy can never be destroyed nor can be created, right? You know that, right? Do you believe in it? It's a fact whether you believe it or not. In the same way, our consciousness can never be destroyed. They never be destroyed. Yeah, the impressions that has come in the consciousness as memories can be erased. And that happens through um, all the spiritual practices, meditation, sudarshan, kriya. You see, mind goes completely blank, right? After you do the kriya, you feel such stillness in the mind. So, these practices, all this would uh, help you to get rid of the impressions in the consciousness, but consciousness stays and it, nothing can happen to it. Nothing whatsoever. Like, just, just take this one thing. Consciousness is like the space. Your mind is like a cloud, but you are like the sky. So, even the thoughts are moving, the mind is moving. It's only in the foreground. In the background, you are the space. If you can just keep this in your awareness, you close your eyes and feel you are the big space behind you, in front of you, all over, and you'll suddenly find that, uh, um, you know, all that thing that was restricting you, that, that your identity, that your, uh, your body or your set of thoughts or ideas would simply vanish. Then a new dimension starts opening within you. 
I'm sure many of you have experienced time and, and again, now and then, here and there. You definitely had had that glimpse of, I am nothing, I am much more than what I think I am. Yeah? Isn't it a lot of fun? If you have not experienced, know that uh, you can anytime and meditate, go deep in silence. Few days of silence is good and drop all that um, the past luggage, garbage we have been, we have been carrying, you know. Just drop them. See the entire past as a dream. That's a way to snap out of the past, you know. Seeing it as a dream. When you wake up and had a nice hot cup of tea, what do you do? You don't hang, you know, you don't hang over with the the dream that you had, right? Dream is gone. In the same way, if you say bye to all the memories of the past and be here and now, something phenomenal happens um, inside of you. Yeah? I know this. It is simple. It's not, it's not too difficult at all. But you have to remind yourself in the beginning, several times, see the entire past as a dream. And know that the future could be a dream like that. And question the present, is it a dream? <laughs> the days you are very happy, you always say that, am I dreaming or is this reality, this true? You know, when you are very excited, when you are very happy, you question the reality of the present. You wonder whether it's a dream or it's reality, right? That's your true state. Sunil is asking, Gurudev, when you say that events happen in the subtle before they manifest in the gross, what does this really mean? It's like a movie is already shot, but when it is playing, it appears to be um, happening at right that moment, right? I think there are many scientists have spoken about the, um, that there is that lapse, time lapse in our mind, in our consciousness before things happen and the memory of it, our premonition about it, yeah. Well, let me give you another, uh, another example. See, when you are when you are flying, you see down below. A car is moving in on a highway. The car can only see up to certain distance. A person driving a car can only see a few few hundred meters in front of him, right? But the one who is above can see the entire road, where it leads how it goes. In the same way, the higher we go in our consciousness, rather, when the more expanded attention of our own consciousness starts happening within us, then you see the past, the present, the future, all as happening. It, it's very interesting to see from that angle, yeah. Deborah Grossoni has asked, 
how do we know when to act on our intuition should we should practicality come first or intuition this you should do trial and error method only will <laughs> will make it because there is no criteria to know whether it's your imagination or it's true intuition intuition means that never goes wrong right if it goes wrong i mean it doesn't happen the way you have in you had that uh, intuition then it was never an intuition to begin with so you have to see that if you are not feverish but you have you are sensitive you have this gut feeling then that is intuition yeah but again there is no criteria because you are not um, just a very calm serene state all the time you go through a lot of ups and downs you have wants likes and dislikes all these make color your uh, the so called your thoughts or your ideas your feelings so for your intuition to be really uh, clear you need to meditate you need to have that serene state of mind then clarity comes yeah so you should do uh, you should walk somewhere in between the practicality and your gut feeling till you get you are so sure about all your gut feelings and it is really happening the way you want things uh, you know to happen you need to do the trial and error but as i said what the middle path was that practicality and the gut feeling both pramod has asked if our consciousness is so powerful then why does our little mind control us our whole lives it appears to be like that and the mind is also part of the consciousness our little mind is not different entity it has no existence of its own it's part of the consciousness only hmm hope you liked the episode follow art of living with gurudev only on spotify to get the latest updates